Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. Hello and welcome back to the show. It is Lloyd again, and I'm here to talk to you about saving money, (laughs) penny pinching, the forgotten art of saving. All right, it is an art. I think it's an art. I mean, it's probably more like a science because you can measure it, but it takes a certain person's behavior to be able to save money. So I think it's more of an art. I think it's something that you, you, you have to develop in terms of a habit to be good at it, right? So um, why do I want to do a, an episode on saving? It seems so unsexy, so boring, Ugh, saving money, right? But uh, it's really important if you want to plant and grow a money tree that produces money forever to you that you've got to start with what? You've got to start with the seed, all right? A farmer cannot grow crops without seed, and so I think I look at saving as seed, seed capital, seed money for planting money trees. It's very, it's, it's very much that simple. I mean, uh, if you were just saving money for the sake of saving, that is kind of, um, yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not effective, I don't think. I mean, what are you going to do with the money, right? So I think there has to be an objective behind saving. Why are you doing it? All right. Why are you saving the money? It has to have a home. Eventually, you have to plant the seed to grow the crop to get the fruit. And that's what saving is all about. It's the very first thing that comes before the money tree is planted. But of course, if you don't have any savings, you can't plant the tree. All right. So, so what is saving all about? At the end of the day, saving occurs when you spend less than you earn. It's not rocket science, although it probably sometimes feels like it because it's behavioral. All right. So the essence of saving is all about delayed gratification. So delaying the things that gratify you, delaying things you spend money on for a feeling that you get. So for example, you feel great when you buy new clothes. You feel great when you buy a new car. You feel great when you buy certain groceries. You feel great when you buy gifts for people. You feel great when you're spending because it's, it's, it's adding value to your life in some way, right? Usually to increase your social status or social or self-esteem or confidence or whatever it is. It's a feeling. So here's the thing with saving. You become really good at it when you don't care about those arbitrary feelings, all right? You get great at it when you can actually delay those spending behaviors. So I'm not saying don't buy the car, don't buy the clothes, don't buy the handbag or the shoes or the gifts, but I'm saying perhaps delay them so that you can actually save some money for you. Because if you haven't read many money books, the very first uh, lesson to learn is um, pay yourself first. That's what it's all about. And Benjamin Franklin was a big proponent of this. If you haven't read anything on Benjamin Franklin, it's a great um, place to start. You can um, just Google Benjamin Franklin books. You can find one there. And he was the one, uh, he was a diligent saver, but he said, a penny saved is a penny earned. All right. So every penny you save is like you've earned one. All right. So I think it's really important to, to have a good quality saving behavior, develop that. All right. And he would say, look after the pennies and the pounds will follow. 
So if you're wondering how to save perhaps $1,000, you've got to start small. You've got to start small. So that means you've got to be very aware of your current spending habits. Okay, so for example, the best thing you can do is print out your bank statements and look at what you're actually spending money on. I was talking to a young man the other day. He's 21. He is uh, at home. He's living at home. He's saving for a house. And he he said, look, saving's probably not my strong suit. I said, well, which part, what do you spend your money on? And he couldn't quite pinpoint where it was. And then after a few more questions, he got to the bottom of it and it was about, most of it goes to alcohol. Okay, so quite often, if you find it, if you struggle to save your pennies and you struggle to save, it means you've got a hole in your bucket somewhere. All right, if you've got a bucket and your pennies go in the bucket, and if there's holes in it, the pennies fall out the bottom of the bucket, right? So you have to plug the holes for the pennies to be able to build up. And the holes are behaviors, patterns, consistent patterns that we do day by day by day that we don't even not even aware of, right? So it could be Uber Eats, it could be spending money on certain things, gifts, whatever it is, it's a pattern of behavior. So the first step in saving is understanding where your holes are in your bucket. So printing out your bank statements and going through them and looking at where you can actually stop the flood of pennies falling out of the bucket. And this is where you have to make some serious decisions. Do you really need that subscription? Do you really need that phone plan? Do you really need that specific insurance plan? Do you need do you need any of this stuff? And when I was going through it myself, I was pretty brutal with it. Um, I don't like wasting money because I know that a penny saved is a penny earned. And I know how hard it is to, to earn a penny, especially after you pay tax. So I think it's important to print out your bank statements, go through it methodically, look through it and see where you can plug the holes, all right? Now, once you've plugged the holes and you've turned off your subscriptions, you've really you've really cut right back, then be aware of what happens when you go out to spend money, all right? Are you someone who always buys the most expensive meal? Are you someone who's buying really expensive gifts? Are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Are you buying a brand new car instead of a second hand? Are you um, buying new clothes all the time? Like where, where are the patterns showing up for you to, to save? So anyway, once you identify where you're going wrong, and you then start going right, you have to have a reason or objective for saving. Okay. And that's where I think people go off the rails because they didn't have an objective. When I was working in the Middle East, when I first got my full-time job, when I was about 23, 24, um, I, a lot of guys in the Middle East, you could buy really good cars for quite cheap. And there's some really nice places to rent there too. So what happened to me was I, Everyone was buying Range Rovers and stuff. And I could have done that because I was single. I had no obligations, no debt, whatever. But something inside me said, no, 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 no. Now's not the time, not in your early 20s. So I didn't do that. And what I also did was I actually moved in with a couple of guys and I had roommates because I wanted to reduce the spending I had in my accommodation costs, okay? So I went to great lengths to reduce my accommodation expenditure. In fact, I reduced it by about two thirds, which is meant I was saving a tremendous amount of money every month. And I I just rented a Toyota Yaris. Now, if you don't know what a Toyota Yaris is, it's like the most basic demasculine car ever. It's not I mean, it's not ideal, but you know what? I was leasing it and I was driving it at two hours a day. So why would I buy one? So I just leased it, right? I drove it into the ground. I actually went through seven Yarises in my time there. I just hammered them, right? Anyway, so I just didn't buy stuff. I, I looked for, I looked always to be able to save money because I knew if I could accumulate some capital, some seed capital, 
I could actually deploy that money into an investment. And I knew that if I could give that money a home and give it a job and employ it, I would actually be able to earn, the, the money would make me money. I just knew. So the very first step was actually for me, having the foresight to say, no, I don't want that car now. I don't want that house now. I don't want to be on my, you've got to sacrifice to save. There's no way out. There's no other way to do it. You've got to sacrifice. Okay. You've got to delay gratification and eat dirt for a while, especially in your twenties. But anytime, if you can't save a penny, you've got to look deep in yourself in the mirror and say, listen, you don't need this stuff. Come on, let's, let's sacrifice. Let's, let's, let's do the hard work and let's create it. And here's the benefit. When I, in 2012, when I wanted to resign from my job that I didn't like anymore, okay? So the last time I actually got a paycheck from a, uh, a wage job was actually yeah, nine years ago. And I remember writing my resignation letter and leaving. And the other guys there said, oh, how come you're leaving? I said, because I don't like it. The board, I, I didn't really, I was a waste of my life. I didn't want to be there. I wasn't getting lit up by that. And so they said, well, are you going? I said, yeah. And they said, well, I wish we could go. I'm like, why can't you? And it's because they were living paycheck to paycheck. See, I had saved up about $40,000 at that point, And I had the flexibility to go. I had the flexibility. Okay. And that's what saving does for you. It gives you choice. It gives you flexibility. It allows you to either invest or make some major decisions. But if you have no savings, you've got no buffer, then you're in a lot of trouble because you are living paycheck to paycheck and you are actually at the mercy of other people. And when it comes to finance and money, the last place you want to be is there. And so this money is all about having power, not in a bad way, power of choice, power of decision-making, power to design your life, power to change. It gives you that power, that firepower, because you're not at the beck and call of someone else, okay? You're not on the streets. You're not you know, destitute. You're not desperate. Desperate men do desperate things. Do not put yourself in a corner to do desperate things. It'll flip your life upside down. So savings, very important to get that first step right. How you do it is you sacrifice plug the holes in your bucket and delay your gratification. You don't need to go through retail therapy too early. Okay. So I think that's the very first step of having a great money journey, money story and investing. You've got to have the capital. You've got to have the seed to plant the crops, to grow the, the trees, to harvest the fruit and live off the fruit. All right. So there's a few little tricks there to do that. I mentioned talking about uh, printing out your bank statements. That's the very first place to start. And for most part, that's where I get everyone to start when it comes to their they're setting their, their money goals up, okay? Start with where you're at. Where are you? Where are the holes? Let's go look at the holes. Let's identify where you suck at spending money and let's start saving. And when you get a, an objective for what you're going to do those savings, it makes it so much easier. When my younger brother learned to save because he was going to invest it and he got paid dividends, it made him so, he, he found it so much easier to save and he became thrifty. He became, you know, industrious with how to save money. He wasn't, always running out to buy new things. And so that's the very first step. So remember, a penny saved is a penny earned. And if you look after the pennies, the pounds will follow. If you want a goal, you want a goal, the very first goal is to have an emergency fund. And I think a good emergency fund is between $1,000 and $3,000. So that would be a good first goal. And remember, if you can save 1000 it's the habits, right? It's the habits. Saving is a habit. It's a muscle that you build, the saving muscle, just like what you build muscles in the gym. Okay. So if you can develop those habits and save a thousand dollars, you're developing the saving muscle. Now, if you can save a thousand, you can save 10,000. Same muscle, same technique, same process, just a bit more patience. If you can save 10,000, you can save a hundred thousand. Now, if you can save a hundred thousand, all right, 
you are now in the box seat to give that money a job and it'll produce more money back to you. Okay, you're ready to plant and grow your money tree. All right, you can do it obviously before 100,000, but I think 100,000 is an amazing goal to achieve. Even Charlie Munger's um, business partner, um, sorry, Warren Buffett's business partner, Charlie Munger says, the first 100,000 is a bitch. Okay, it's hard. It's what he says, quote, quote. And he's right, it is. But you know what? Once you get it and you deploy that capital into investing, it'll grow automatically for you with compound interest. So it's worthwhile doing. It's the very first step. Please don't neglect it. And I think that's a, it is an art and learn to become great at it, all right? Look in the mirror and be super accountable to where you spend your money, all right? It will serve you, all right? So that's another episode, Saving the Forgotten Art. I hope that's been effective and helpful for you. And I'll see you on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 